Will this week's Denver Broncos versus Arizona Cardinals matchup be a battle of the backup QBs in Denver? Can the Broncos offense build on a strong offensive performance in week 14? And what's the state of the Arizona Cardinals after the tough injury suffered by Kyler Murray? Thanks so much for making Locked On Broncos and Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day, wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also watch us on YouTube, which is awesome. So thank you for joining us wherever you're at for this crossover Thursday presented by Prize Picks. I'm Sarah Bettinger, co-host of Locked On Broncos, here with Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Cardinals. And here we are, late in the season, two teams, the Denver Broncos and Arizona Cardinals. I think, man, just coming into this season with big-time aspirations, obviously the Broncos making the move for one of your old nemesis, Russell Wilson, and getting him into the fold and really hoping to compete in the West. And I know the Cardinals, a tough finish at the end of last season, and things didn't end well for them. And I guess maybe just hoping that things could be rekindled after Kyler Murray was happy with his contract and things like that. But it's been a tough, tough season for both of these teams. But here we are entering week 15 of the 2022 NFL season, really looking more forward to the NFL draft. But we got a game ahead of us. So, Alex, I'm glad to get to talk with you, get to meet you, and get to do this crossover Thursday with you. And I'm interested to know your thoughts on some of the bigger storylines here for Arizona going into this matchup. For sure, man. Yeah, thanks. It's it's nice to, um, you know, we got a lot of people on this platform and you don't always get to do crossover. So it's nice to uh, have our maiden voyage here today. Um, yeah, you know. If you talk about looking towards the draft of next season, it's you can't help it, right? I mean, at this point, it's just like, well, Kyler Murray goes down terrible. You never want anybody to get injured, let alone your star quarterback who just got paid $189 million guaranteed upwards of 230 with his contract extension that doesn't kick in until next season. Um, it just puts into question what's next for the Cardinals. It, it may have, you know, this may have been a uh, – delayed conversation with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray with Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. You know, you're going to wait till the end of the season to kind of, to kind of discuss what the future looks like. But for this season, the season has been marred by injuries, but I'm not one to say that that's a reason why anything happens. Uh, acquiring Hollywood Brown and not having DeAndre Hopkins, having DeAndre Hopkins and having Hollywood Brown on the, on the shelf, like, most offenses would take the offensive skill position players the Cardinals have with either one of those. So when you look at the Cardinals at four and nine, Kyler Murray out for the year, you can't help but think what's next, but there's a lot of tryouts going on for the next three or four games for players for next season, for contracts, et cetera. And I think that's the focal point of this game because it's the first game it's going to be without Kyler Murray. Right. And, and really the Broncos are in a similar position. Like I feel like I've been saying this on a lot of crossover episodes this season, but man, it feels like a lot of teams are in a similar boat, just kind of getting into evaluation mode for the future a little bit before or way before you really wanted to. And the Broncos and Cardinals are kind of in similar boats, right? With their high priced quarterbacks, you've made your bed with those guys, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, respectively. So everything else that you do now has to be based off of those investments, right? You can't just say, all right, well, we're cutting bait with the quarterback because you can't. I mean, you paid them way too much money. So the Broncos are really in a similar boat. But obviously this week, I think, like I said in the open, we don't really know who's going to be out there at quarterback for both teams. I think for the Cardinals, obviously, it's going to be Colt McCoy. But for the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson is in concussion protocol. So that's the biggest storyline on Denver's side of things this week is, you know, will Russell play? Because nobody knows right now and really – like I've been saying to Cody throughout this week on the Locked on Broncos podcast, it's like, 
what are we supposed to even take away if Russell doesn't play? What are we supposed to look at for next year? Is it just the individual performances of a couple players that will be there when really we don't even know who's going to be there next year? And especially when you're talking about the head coach, feels like the writing is on the wall for Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. It seems like, you know, after these four games are up, he'll have his, you know, end of season meeting with general manager George Payton and they'll kind of go through things, but you can almost just feel the Broncos already moving on from Nathaniel Hackett there. And there's obviously a chance, you know, depending on how these last four games go, maybe the the front office and the new ownership sees something they like, but that's really the biggest storyline for the Broncos is as you're in evaluation season, number one, is Russell Wilson actually even going to play? And number two, if he does play, can you build off a 28-point performance, which this may shock you. That was by far and away their best offensive output of the season in 2022. So it was kind of a it was kind of a great thing at the same time. Russell Wilson going down, kind of being like, "Oh well, we finally started to see Mister Unlimited out there, and now we don't. You know, we we don't know if he's going to play." So it's a tough position, I think, for both of these teams to be in. Another storyline, though, that I want to get your your take on this guy. Obviously, Broncos fans know Vance Joseph quite well, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a defensive oriented game, I think, for sure, regardless of who's at quarterback. How are things with Vance Joseph? Give Broncos fans the update on him and where things are at as far as the Cardinals defense being a storyline for this one. Yeah, thank you uh, for asking me this. How much time you got? Can we do 45 minutes on this? So the thing is with Vance is I think Vance Joseph and I don't cover the Broncos. Um, I went to school in Boulder, so I have an affinity for Mile High, which is now whatever the hell it's called. Um, But um, Vance Joseph had me at quarterback when he was coaching the Broncos. Like who? I mean, mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch. Yeah. Who else did he have? Like Vance Joseph you know, is—he's a leader of men. Okay, and that's mm-hmm. that's first and foremost. He was given a raw deal in Denver. He may not be the best head coach, and that's fine. But when he came to Arizona, what he's done is elevate the talent that he's been given to coach. And that is not to say that he's perfect. That's not to say that he hasn't called some, I mean, that that has caused some missed assignments on big plays that have lost the Cardinals games. That's not to say that. But what we've seen from Vance Joseph this season, especially, even though I think the Cardinals have given up the most points in the NFL defensively, is in an offseason that was completely neglecting the defense by the front office. They didn't add any pieces at all, at all, at all. And instead of drafting an edge rusher or drafting a corner, they traded for Hollywood Brown. Fine. So the offense is going to be the strength. Awesome. The offense is not the strength of this team. And the defense advantage Joseph has put together is built to set the table for the offense to eat. And the offense has been fasting for a large portion of this season. So it makes Vance Joseph look bad. And it makes Cliff Kingsbury look like not the problem when Vance Joseph, oh, well, he's coaches the defense. So it's his problem. He's doing this when Cliff Kingsbury was given, you know, Disneyland and Vance Joseph was given a motel sit, like in comparatively speaking, like all the mm-hmm. money went to the offense this offseason. And um, that's kind of where we're at. And I said when the season started, I said during training camp that if there were to be a scapegoat after this season, it would be Vance Joseph because he's the easy one to look at who didn't get a contract extension, who isn't the head coach. When in fact he's the most talented and most stable coach in this coaching staff for the Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and I think it's going to be fascinating to find out, will he get another head coaching opportunity here coming up in a few weeks? Uh, what will happen with Nathaniel Hackett as well? I think a lot of these coaches' status are in flux, to, to say the very least. And we're going to get into some of these individual matchups as well. We talk about the you know Vance Joseph's defense going up against Hackett's offense, Cliff Kingsbury's offense going up against Ejiro Evero, another hot head coaching candidate name. Maybe more for 2024, we'll find out. But we're going to get into some of these individual matchups. Before we do, I want to tell you about Simply Safe. And at Locked On, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. And this season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use the Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real. So you can get a higher priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alerts you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under $1 a day, less than half the price of traditional home security systems. With a top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings anytime, anywhere. Don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system, our favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks once again for making Locked On Broncos, Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We're here crossover Thursday talking Broncos versus Cardinals. What we thought could be a, a potential playoff implication matchup at the beginning of the season now is really evaluation mode type of matchup. But the matchups within the matchups, Broncos and Cardinals offensively, defensively. Alex, I'm going to throw this to you. When the Cardinals are playing offense, obviously, no Kyler Murray, a lot of injuries for both teams in this game. But offensively, what matchups are you looking for from the Cardinals in this one? I'm looking to see DeAndre Hopkins and or Hollywood Brown versus that secondary that is the anchor of the defense. You know, Pat, Pat, like that defense scares me from afar. And, you know, and I know the offense hasn't really done, just like what I was mentioning, the offense hasn't really done their part this year in Denver to really allow the defense to be opportunistic and to be their full self. But what I'm looking for is DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown on the field at the same time auditioning to return both as Arizona Cardinals next season. More DeAndre Hopkins, because they're both going to probably get paid between 40 and $45 million combined next year per year. Um, I want to see them, because that's the most important thing when Kyler Murray comes back that he has one and one a receivers to be able to throw the ball to. I completely agree with you. That's the one that I have with, you know, big stars next to it in this matchup is either Hopkins or Brown. Anybody who's going up against Pat Sertan, we always love to see that. He's one of the bright spots for this Denver Broncos team. But like you said, really the secondary in general has been 
for this whole season. And, and this past week, we saw uh, they did a really good job adjusting after Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs got out to a 27 to nothing lead. The secondary really started to put the clamps down and give the offense opportunities, whether that was Sertan making an incredible interception or them coming up in, in support and making a big tackle or making a big stop on third down. The key is two players in this one. Damari Mathis, the rookie out of Pitt, the fourth-round pick, he's been very, very good for the Denver Broncos since taking over for the injured Ronald Darby on the outside position. And Kwan Williams, a name that you'll recognize, former 49er, obviously he has come in and been fantastic as a nickel for the Denver Broncos in his Euro Everos defense. So that's the, that's the matchup that I'm looking forward to as well when the Cardinals are playing offense is that Broncos secondary going up against those super talented receivers. We've seen Pat Sertan kind of struggle a little bit in the last month. Devontae Adams, obviously any corner, no matter how good you are, could struggle against them. But then DJ Moore came out the next week and had a really good game against Sertan. And then he, he kind of bounced back against Kansas City though they don't have anybody quite as good as Devontae Adams or DJ Moore at this point in time at receiver anyway. So going to be fascinating to see how he does against those guys in the secondary in general. But when the Broncos are on offense and the Cardinals are on defense, what matchups are you looking forward to there? Well, I mean, I'm just looking to see if they can, if, because here's the thing is I've always seen Jerry Judy as the number one guy there. You know, and I know that he hasn't really played well in his first couple of years. He's had injuries. Cortland Sutton can't stay healthy. And when he does, he kind of, you know, fell off a little bit this year from what people expected. But I mean, Jerry Judy's kind of a guy where it's like, if you can stop him and, and really just it's situational for the Cardinals, like whoever loses this game, it's going to be very, very difficult to look in the mirror and be like, really? Like, even though, even though it could, it could potentially be two backup quarterbacks, this is a game with two teams who have wildly, uh, underwhelming seasons with wildly potentially big repercussions because of it. And this could be, you know, final nail in the proverbial coffin for whichever team loses. So, I mean, Jerry Judy, but it's more like, it's more the team as a whole for me with the Cardinals. And I know that sounds like a cop-out answer, but we see a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball for the Cardinals. J.J. Watt's not going anywhere. Zayvon Collins has proven himself. You could say Isaiah Simmons at this point is a guy that needs to prove that he should get meaningful snaps next year he showed flashes like Buda Baker you know what you're going to get Jalen Thompson etc but like with the way the defense is currently constructed they don't have a lot of guys outside of a handful who have 1000 percent job security for next season so it's going to be like Antonio Hamilton like I mean he's not a household name but he's a guy that's played you know and, and that's kind of where we are with Byron Murphy hurt it's it's been I know I'm going all over the place, but the point is the defense has been a constant amoeba of what's going to happen next. Can they get enough stops to keep the offense in games? And it's really, if, if Jerry Judy torches them, it's just going to be a clear indication that corner may, be, may need to be the first position off the board in the 2023 draft for the Cardinals. And that's kind of what I thought they were going to do, especially after letting Chandler Jones walk in free agency. I kind of figured just watching from afar, they're going to really emphasize the secondary. But like you mentioned, I mean, I think the biggest move they made is a guy they just cut this week, Trayvon Mullen, getting him from the Raiders. And I thought they kind of stole him from the Raiders, but obviously that didn't work out. So it's it's you're absolutely right. And, and the Broncos are really the same way offensively. I mean, Jerry Judy is the one guy that if you're talking about Russell Wilson potentially not playing, he may not be the one guy. I, I hate to do Greg Dulcich like that. He's been exciting. But yeah. really on this Broncos offense, it, it, it's 
Cortland Sutton's got a hamstring injury. KJ Hamler's on injured reserve. All of your best players at running back, the, literally the top three guys that started off the season, they're gone. I am Javante Williams, IR, Melvin Gordon. He's on the Chiefs practice squad or whatever he is with the Chiefs right now. Mike Boone, he just went back to injured reserve once again. So it, it's Latavius Murray and a bunch of other guys at running back. It's like, Who's even going to be there next year? So the number one matchup for the Broncos offensively is going to be Jerry Judy, like you mentioned, against the Cardinals secondary and wherever he lines up. The Broncos did something kind of interesting with Judy this past week that they don't normally do. A lot of times he's either running in motion or playing the slot. Very rarely is he playing on the outside. They put him in Cortland Sutton's position on the outside this past week against Kansas City. And obviously we saw the result. I mean, three touchdowns for him. He played a great game. Somehow didn't get flagged for running into an official. I don't know if you saw yeah. that, that clip, yeah, yeah. but man, he was fired up. He got stepped on on a route that he ran. He got stepped on and he fell to the ground on a third down as the Broncos are down 27 to zero. And he was just fired up. He was ticked off. He thought he thought he'd been getting held throughout the course of the game. And that was kind of the, the, like you said, the nail in the coffin for him just to be, I mean, he just kind of snapped, but for some reason, the official didn't say any, it didn't throw a flag. I don't know what the case was there, but just like you mentioned, it's been a lot of change for the Denver Broncos offensively. A lot of guys that we have no idea, are they going to be out there, you know, in 2023 guys like Brandon Johnson, Jalen Virgil, the Broncos just picked up Freddie Swain, a former Seahawks guy who has history with Russell Wilson to come play wide receiver because they don't have bodies out there. So even in evaluation mode, it's like, okay, what are we, what are we even actually evaluating here? Is this the fourth quarter of a preseason game where we're never going to see any of these guys again, or is this truly evaluation and guys that are auditioning for next season? So Jerry Judy, number one, but also guys that could potentially make the team next year, like Jalen Virgil at wide receiver, Brandon Johnson at wide receiver would be a lot of fun to see those guys go out and have a big game or make some big plays at the very least. So those are our key matchups for this game, and I'm excited to get into some predictions. I think it's this is a very wildly unpredictable game, and we'll get into predictions here. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, World Cup. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at betonline as well. And we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And as the holidays approach, just want to remind you all to be safe and responsible. Here's a scenario. You're hanging out with some friends, putting back a few drinks, and a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Now ah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. God forbid you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on the roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe, plan ahead, and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. 
Alex, we're talking about Broncos versus Cardinals here. Week 15 of the NFL season. It's been disappointing for both teams. Obviously, we don't know whether Russell Wilson is going to play at this point. He's going to be in concussion protocol. I'm sure the Broncos will try to keep it a mystery until the weekend. But as we sit here on crossover Thursday, what are your predictions for this game between the Broncos and Cardinals? It's going to be cold there. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, is that yeah. fair. I mean, that's fair. That's yeah. pretty much the only thing I'm going to get right with anything else I'm going to say after right now. I This could be like a nine, three barn burner. Like we have no idea what's going to happen. As you mentioned, like this is, there's a couple teams. These are a couple teams that are in flux with, you know, not only injuries, but you know, coaching staffs and things like that. It's just, uh, here's the thing is, there's a couple of things that you can bank on with the Cardinals, at least as of late. And it's the run game. Okay. So I'm assuming they're going to run the ball a lot. I'm assuming it's going to be Colt McCoy. It's going to be James Conner. And you'll be getting your quick throws like we've seen ever since the San Francisco game, uh, the Cliff Kingsbury's put together with, with Colt McCoy quarterback. You're going to see a lot of quick throws. That's what it's going to be. And it's going to be kind of boring. And it's probably also going to be a lot of going forward on fourth down because that's what Cliff Kingsbury likes to do. It's going to be a lot of go routes on third and medium where you could just have your tight end run five yards and turn around and catch the ball for a first down instead of throwing the ball 30 yards down the field, which Cliff Kingsbury likes to call. So that's kind of like, it's a rinse and repeat kind of thing. And for my listeners, I apologize. Like, you know, you're on nodding your head right now. Well, yep. That's exactly what we've seen all year, regardless of who quarterback is. What I want to see is Cliff Kingsbury beat a coach that he's most likely a better coach than right now. And that's not a backhanded compliment on anybody. That's not a slight at Nathaniel Hackett. That's just Cliff Kingsbury's been here four years and Hackett's been here for a year. And this is his first year without Aaron Rodgers. Like this, it's just a different thing. It's a different entity. Now, if they were both coaching their rookie year together, we may not be having that conversation, but this is a game and this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Cliff Kingsbury to substantiate himself as an NFL head coach. That's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to see the Cardinals beat this team handily right play calls, the right, just lead a team to victory for a team you probably should beat if Russell Wilson doesn't play. That That's it. That that's, that's all I'm saying. And I know that the talent's close, but the Cardinals should, with their offensive firepower, win this game, in my humblest of opinions. I Yeah, I, I, I mean, I hear you there. And I think that's, I, that's absolutely the same boat that I would be in from the Cardinals perspective, right? It's just like it, enough is enough. Like, let's see you go out and do something with what you've been given, regardless of how many injuries, regardless of who's that quarterback, go out and Nathaniel Hackett right now. He's kind of like the, that fish in a barrel, right? He's one of those guys that I think people see as the next up on the NFL head coach chopping block, if not one of the first guys after the season. So I, I, I completely get that. And I think from the Broncos perspective on this, it's going to be, Okay, after you've went out and put forth such an effort against Kansas City, an effort unlike anything that we've seen all season, can you actually go out and build on that momentum? Because the Broncos this year, Alex, they, they've lost eight out of 11 one-score games. They've been in 11 one-score games. They've lost eight of them. They have been absolutely terrible in late-game situations, whether it's executing on offense in the red zone, whether it's getting that final stop on defense. But even Nathaniel Hackett, he was asked about that this week in his press conferences. They're like, what do you guys have to do at the end of game situation? Like you give up a third and 11 to Marquez Valdez Scantling. And he's like, mm -hmm. well, right before that, we got a stop on third and one and force a punt and the offense got the ball and we didn't do anything with it. So it's, it's all of these different factors for the Broncos this season. That's put them in position to be able to kind of just like shoot themselves in the foot late in games. And so I expect, 
in in terms of predictions for this game, I expect a one score game. I expect the Broncos to hover between 16 and hopefully above 20 points. You'd love to see them get more than 20. I mean, is that being greedy, right? I mean, asking for 20 plus points from the Broncos, even with Brett Rippon out there, if he is the starter for this game, but especially if Russell Wilson plays, if Russell Wilson plays, I'm expecting similar to what you are. I'm expecting him as that you know, top 10 all-time quarterback or, or this generation, at least in the last 10 years, he's been a top 10 guy most every year. You expect a guy like that, especially after what we saw against Kansas City, to go out there and do something good against a team like Arizona that just lost its quarterback for the season. Obviously, like you mentioned, a lot of change potentially coming. You expect a guy like Russ, who is going to be the guy going forward to go out there and win you a game. On the other side of things, right, if if Russ doesn't play and Brett Rippon starts, you expect a top five defense to go out at home and do its job as well. So yeah. I, I can't sit here and predict a Broncos victory. I give two predictions every week, Alex. I always say this is what my head is saying. And this is what my heart is saying. My head is saying if Russell Wilson plays, the Broncos will win this game by, you know, a one score. Like I said, a one score game, they'll win by one score, maybe like 23 to 17 or 23 to 20, something like that. And if Russell doesn't play, I think it's something like, a, you know, 16 to 13 potential Broncos victory here or 16 to 13 Cardinals victory, because I think these defenses are going to show up. I think Vance Joseph is going to have his guys ready to go playing in Denver. There's always something to that, right? It, it can never yeah, just be sure. easy. It, it can never just be like you're going up against a you know four and nine team or three and ten team. It's always got to be some other storyline back in the background there that's causing some momentum to shift. So that will be fascinating to me. But I I'm predicting a one score game here, and I think that you know I don't know if the fans are going to be excited about it afterwards, but I hope. For both our sakes, the Cardinals and the Broncos get something to look forward to after this game. A good performance by a couple of individual players or whatever the case may be. Obviously, the outcome of this game only matters in terms of NFL draft status and potentially future jobs at this point. So any other final thoughts on this matchup from you? Yeah. Um, whoever wins the turnover battle will win this game. And I feel like that's pretty – because you're right, because we're close. I mean, even with Russell Wilson, unless Russell Wilson has a throwback from, what, 16 months ago when he remembered how – when he needs to know how to play football? Like, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. We don't have, to get, we don't have that much time. But, like, it, it, like the, the games Cardinals have won, they've – two of them, they've had at least one – three of them, two of them, they've had at least one defensive touchdown. Two against uh, the Saints – in a high-scoring game that wasn't close on Thursday Night Football, even though the final score was. And then the scoop and score um, against the Raiders to end up to uh, close out that massive comeback win that Kyler Murray put the team on his shoulders. Um, yeah, whoever turns the ball over the least will win this game. Whoever scores a defensive touchdown will win this game. And I feel like there's going to be one. It's going to be weird. It's going to be gross. I feel like there's going to be a weird pick six somewhere or a weird fumble <laughs> scoop and score. And it's going to completely tip the scales on what's set to be probably a pretty boring game, but it'll be interesting for the future. And that makes all this thing interesting. The last thing I will say is this is Cliff versus Nathaniel Hackett. That's what this is. And it's, you know what, who wants their job more go win a football game, you know, and I, and it's not that black and white. It's not that cut and dry, but it's not, not that cut and dry. So I don't know. That's kind of where I see it. Right. I, I think you're absolutely right. It definitely will factor in whether or not you can go out and win a game against a coach like Hackett, whether or whether or not Hackett can go out and win a home game when the Broncos have been terrible at home all season. So 
going to be fascinating to see. We'll look forward to Sunday, but obviously thank you all so much for making Locked On Broncos, Locked On Cardinals, your first listen of the day every day. Thanks for joining us wherever you are, wherever you're listening. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate you and we'll see you soon.